Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I'm told I should have three backups of all my data, but I'm on a budget and I have a lot of data. And even if I somehow can afford to back it all up, it's going to take all day with this much data on my connection. Do I need to back up everything? Confused? Don't be. Let's help you know a little more about choosing what to back up. We've talked previously about the backup strategy of keeping three copies in two separate places, aka what many call the 321 strategy, but not everybody can back up every single bit of data on their machine. Sometimes it's cost, sometimes it's time, sometimes it's both of those things and other things as well. So, how do you choose what to back up? Joining me today to share some backup strategies is IT professional Tony Miklas. Thanks for joining us, Tony. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. So, you break down the decision on what to back up into three tiers of files, and we'll get to those tiers in a minute. But first, let's start with why break it down at all? Why, why do you need to choose? Well, it depends a lot on the, on the customer. Um, sometimes the, you don't need to back up everything. I have some clients who the, it's really they use their computer for Facebook and email and things like that. Some of them don't even have Microsoft Office. And if you don't have any applications, as long as you get that core data, you're good. Um, you know, then I have others who have some simple things. Uh, and then the third tier is, is really, I see more for my business customers in a situation. For example, if you get hit with, uh, with uh, ransomware, which has been very big in the news, you want something that'll get you back up and running quick. So. When you're when you're looking at what to choose, uh, some people may be picky uh, and say like, "Well, those are my temp files. I, I I want those deleted. I don't want to waste my backup space with that." I I get that. And other people may say, "You know what? I really don't need any of this stuff. It's it, it's only the really important uh, invoices or records or, or things like that." How do you decide? And how do you help your clients decide what what are those first tier files? Those irreplaceable files. Well, the way I, I describe it to them is that these are things that cannot be replaced. They're uniquely yours. Um, you, you may only have the copies that you have on your computer, uh, especially if you're still working on a backup strategy. So that's, um, that, that's part of it. The, um, you know, not everyone, like I said, some people are pretty simple. They don't need all of the, uh, all of the applications backed up. And we'll get into that a little more, but, you don't need to back up the actual applications anyway. 
Yeah, because you could always re-download those in in this day and age, or or if you in the olden days, you'd have it on CD and you can just reinstall it. That makes sense. Do you have mm-hmm. people who have a hard time deciding what's irreplaceable? Do do do, do they dither uh, about which folders should count and which shouldn't? Not usually. I mean, they 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 take my recommendation pretty seriously. I do have my share of people who say, well, what do you think I should back up? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And what, what do you think are the most common irreplaceable files? What, what are the most common things to fall into that category? I think photos is, is uh, by far number one. Uh, you know, I, I can't tell you how many times I've had people with photos of dead relatives, dead pets, and, and that's the only copy they have of them. Mm. Uh, but also there are some situations, you know, Word documents, for example, are good. You know, sometimes people have audio files or or something like that as mm-hmm. well. You know, t- typical things like that. Uh, you know, once again, things that there's no you you have the only copy. No matter what, ha- you know, if if those g- die, it's over. Do you do you ever run into to things that people really didn't think of as irreplaceable? And then once you point them out, they're like, oh right, yeah, I need to have that. I have, and I'll tell you, where, where that runs into is, unfortunately, I don't see it so much nowadays, but back prior, there were oftentimes people would have software that would store data files, you know, in obscure locations, uh-huh. and we don't even realize it until it's it's too late. One of the ways it's a really great way to test backup is when you are going to a new computer, mm-hmm. and, I, and I help a lot of people through that transition Fortunately, in those situations, we I usually have a rule where we keep the old computer around for 30 days if possible. That way, if we miss things, uh, you know, I, I don't know how much I can net mention names mm-hmm. of different companies, but I can tell you that there is a particularly financial company mm-hmm. that likes to store their data files in the public file. Mm-hmm. And people don't think to back up the public file. They think, oh, it's all in my my documents, so it should be fine. That's a that's a really good tip is to to poke around and 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 look for the things in unexpected places. And every time I do a clean install, I run through that experiment that you're talking about, where I realize, oh, this these are the things I know I need, and these are the things I forgot I need, and these are the things that I need to move over. That kind of brings us nicely into the second tier, uh, which you call applications. Uh, which is another thing when you're doing a clean install, uh, you pay attention to as well, which is which, which applications do I need to reinstall? Now, like we said, you, you may be fine if you have limited space to back up in to just do the irreplaceable files. Why would you decide to include applications in your backup? Well, as far as the applications, most of the time you don't back up the actual applications in their installed format. The two things I will typically do is store your license keys and things like that, because most of the time you've paid money for these. Mm -hmm. And although there are certainly in a lot of cases, if you lose your license key, you can certainly reach out to the publisher of that software. But my experience has been that is that is um, can be a very painful task. Uh, You know, you have to go because you have to email them and then they have to prove your identity. And sometimes you don't hear for them for weeks or even months. Uh, So I find it's just good to have those, those license keys there available, or uh, we're seeing more and more where you create an account and that's fine. But I have a lot of people, especially people that have had computers for five, six, seven years. And I'm like, Oh, here's this application. Well, let's install it. Oh, 
it's on this email address. I don't, I haven't used that email address in forever. <laughs> I forgot the password. Yeah. That, that's a good one. It, I guess with app stores becoming more common, uh, there, there may be situations where people can just, you know, get all their, their apps through the windows app store or, or the Mac app store. Uh, but there's, there's always going to be that, that program that isn't available, uh, in there, or at least for most of us, I think. So that, that's a good one. Do you, do you have a recommendation of how to, how to back up those license keys? Uh, cause I'll tell you what, uh, I'm sitting here being a hypocrite because all my license keys are stored in my email somewhere where I could just, you know, I would have to search for them. I, I probably should should be backing them up somehow. Yeah, I mean, I recommend that uh, you, you create a text file and you put it in your My Documents or something like that. And then that text file, you list the program, you list the um, you know the license key if it's available, email address that it's under. Obviously, you don't want to put passwords in a text file, right? Uh, and um, maybe a, a URL link to the program. The other thing, depending on how much you're backing up. Is, is to create a folder on your computer called uh, application library or something like that. And sometimes I'll actually save installer files. Mm-hmm. Just to make it easier to, to launch them next time. Exactly. Exactly. It depends on, you know, you know, that obviously has its starts to wear out as you, the longer you wait because new versions of the software comes up. But I've had times with, with some of the applications I've used, uh, it's it gets hard to find them. The website's changed, or it's changed ownership, or something like that, and you really have to, to dig through the weeds to find it. Especially if you've got something specialized to your particular business, you know it's it's one thing to be like, yeah, sure, I can get Chrome. That's not going to be a problem. But if you have point of sale software or accounting software that's not like a massive one or that you've tailored somehow, uh, that that's important stuff to consider as well. Uh, you mentioned passwords, obviously, uh, t- in order to say, like, don't store your passwords in a plain text file, which I, I, I hope should be obvious. But what about passwords? What about backing them up? So, uh, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of, of password programs like LastPass, uh, which is the one I use. Mm. Uh, it, it, it's great. But if you're not going to do that, at least get a notebook or something, write the passwords down and put them in a safe. And and that way you've got them. Uh, they're not easily accessible by anyone. Hopefully, <laughs> you know, if you're talking about a three two one system, though, that that is a way to lose them uh, if there is a disaster or something. So that's why a password manager, I think, is probably preferable, right? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I would highly recommend a password manager. All right. Anything else in in the second tier, short of just saying back everything up that that you would consider we got applications we got passwords we got license keys you know like i said you know it you know sometimes it might be beneficial to keep the installer file especially if it's if it's one of those really obscure folders uh the nice thing about putting it in a text file or an excel spreadsheet or something like that is that goes in your my documents and now it gets backed up at that tier one level right right especially if you're just pointing to the my documents file which is something that a lot of people will do all right. So the third tier would be just back up everything. And I'll be honest, that's what I do. Uh, I just uh, point back blaze at my hard drive and I say, do it all, take it all, put it up there. Uh, that way, if there is something I need, it's there. What would you recommend? I mean, I use Backblaze, but there are plenty of other good uh, software and, and backup opportunities out there. And that's only for cloud, right? You also need to have something that's going to back it up in your second location uh, as well. What what kind of advice do you have for people there? 
the most of the backup programs I use, uh, they all they do it. They kind of do it all. But to me, if it's the same company, I don't know as if you're necessarily hitting that three mark because that something happens to that company or gets hit with ransomware or something like that. How do you know your cloud backups are going to be safe? So I I recommend using different providers. Uh, you know, as far as like the the one touch kind of everything backup, everything restore. I'll be honest, I personally don't use that system. And and the reason is that I I don't have uh it, it doesn't it doesn't support a lot of revisioning or it doesn't support revisioning. So you need to be real careful. If your if your backup gets infected with a mal with with like a ransomware program and then that backs up, then you gotta be careful uh with your um I'm, I'm sorry. What I mean is th- with cloud backups, that, yeah, yeah. that can be a problem. You've, yeah. you've, you've let the, uh, you've locked the Fox in the hen house, so to speak. If exactly. that happens. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Uh, but me, I, mainly it's cause I just prefer to rebuild them all. Um, but, but one of the problems you need to keep in mind when you are using that third tier is if you change operating systems. And in some cases, if you change hardware, now, I have found that that's gotten a lot better over the years. Uh, but I, I've heard of situations. I'm not running into them directly uh, just because we don't do that that often. But like if you're switching HAL, you know, it's called a HAL, hardware abstraction layer, which is like going from an Intel platform to an AMD platform. Sometimes you can have problems with those backups. Yeah, yeah. Um, or, or as, as, you know, older files table systems, uh, you know, fall out of favor, your new operating system may, may not be exactly friendly, uh, to those older file systems, especially if you've got older cold storage kind of stuff. So always something to think about. Uh, I also throw in to, uh, backup strategies, any cloud file storage system you use, not as a strategy, but as something that you can remember as part of your backup. So if you're using OneDrive or maybe Dropbox or Box, that I feel like, and tell me what you think about this kind of acts as another backup on your tier one, because it may not have everything, but you're going to have a lot of the things that you're comfortable sharing with folks backed up there as well. Yeah, yeah, that's a really great system, and and the, a lot. The nice thing about those is is they're pretty low cost. Google Drive, OneDrive, typically you get a certain amount of space for free. iCloud as well, uh, and and even to pay for it, it it's pretty minimal. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I I think I pay twenty dollars a year for I want to say two hundred fifty gigs of storage on Google Drive, which is plenty for me. Yeah, because you're you're not a crazy person uh, who's trying to back up an entire two terabyte hard drive into the cloud. I don't I'm, I don't know anyone like that besides myself. But uh, that you know that that can that can get costly if you try to start doing bigger things like that. Uh, but yeah, you don't need to be putting everything into the cloud. Yeah, um, you know, and it, you know, a lot of times the other thing that we need to keep in mind with with a lot of those file syncing utilities is you need to make sure it's actually working right. and it's actually doing that. Uh, they've gotten better now. They have, uh, you know, check boxes and things like that. But, you know, I, I can tell you, in fact, right now I've got to fix it. I've got a client file that, that Google drive just isn't backing up for some reason. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's important if you're going to use that file syncing type of system that you keep, keep track of those things. 
So to review, uh, your tier one, if you just want to uh, back up the minimal, is your irreplaceable files. A lot of times that's going to be your My Documents uh, folder. Uh, and if you are the kind of person who does clean installs, that's a great time to sort of document where all those different files are if they're not in the My Documents folder as you move things over. Tier two would be applications, uh, particularly the the data around the applications, the license, the licenses, uh, maybe the installer files files and passwords uh, in tier two as well. And then three would be uh, some way to just say, let me, let me just point it all, put it, put it all on my NAS, put it all in the cloud, uh, et cetera. Anything else uh, that you want to add here, Tony? You know, I, I do want to uh, d- just, uh, there are programs out there. You know, my, my personal favorite is Carbonite that get, that have a very nice set it and forget it kind of system. And it will allow you to, to um, you know, there is a cost to that, but it will allow you to support, to, to back up all those mission-critical files and have that revisioning that you don't normally get with OneDrive or Google Drive or, or one of those types of programs. If, you, if you're afraid of the cloud, you don't want to store stuff on the cloud, uh, or, and you don't want to pay, there's always thumb drives. I mean, you can pick up a thumb drive, um, you can, and, and what you would do is you pick up at least two, maybe more than that, and just periodically back up all those mission critical files to that thumb drive. When you're done with the thumb drive, it's important that you don't store it in your house because if there's a disaster like a fire or a flood or a hurricane or earthquake, you could lose that and then you're, you're out of luck. So I recommend people store it preferably in another town. Uh, because you know, in some areas, you it's you know, you'll get hit regionally with things. I mean, hurricanes can yeah, affect yeah. several towns. Yeah, sure. So, so you wanna you wanna keep it far enough away that uh, if you lose your data because of a local uh, incident, uh, your other backup wasn't always also affected by that same incident. Uh, makes Correct. perfect sense. Well, Tony, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate you taking the time to chat. It was my pleasure. I hope this helps folks understand the questions they need to ask about data. In other words, I hope now you know a little more about what to choose to back up. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.